Hi, this is Millie, and welcome to the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, all one word. Consider donating to my podcast at www.patreon.com slash Narcissistic Parents. I will put all the info in the show notes. Please give the podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts so that others that may need to hear the podcast will hear it. Hey guys, how are you doing today? I hope everyone is, is doing well. Um, today's topic is complete and utter control of the narcissist over your life. Okay. And I want to point out that not all narcissistic parents are controlling and enmeshing and overbearing. Some of them are neglectful. So, or, or some of them can go back and forth between being neglectful and being controlling. So it, it just depends. I'm going to focus today on the controlling narcissist. Um, I also want to talk about something with you guys and, and you can give me, um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please do. So I do put some posts on there that I don't necessarily talk about maybe on here. Um, and you can communicate with me. I try to get back to everybody. So far, it's manageable. I can still do it. But I do want to start a training, a coaching program, which would mean that you guys would pay a certain amount and then you would get a, a I'm thinking a six-week program. And then, you know, it's going to have I already have in my mind what I'm going to to talk about and help you guys through because it's difficult in a 20 minute, 25 minute podcast to go through everything, even though I have hundreds out there. It's just a lot of them are repeated topics with a new perspective as time goes on. Anyhow, I hope that a lot of you would be interested in doing something like that because I think it would be very, very helpful. All right. So, to continue with controlling, um, a lot of the narcissists, especially moms with their daughters, it seems to be very a very strong um, topic throughout, is control, right? And narcissistic fathers also have a lot of the control issue. Um, so, I'm not ne- neglecting anybody in this case, I'm just pointing out that at least all of the narcissists or a lot of the narcissistic mothers, they, they like the control over their daughters. Okay. And they use many things to do it. They can use guilt. They can use reactive abuse. They can use things that you wouldn't even think of. Okay. So why do they want to have control over us? Well, for one thing, they need our supply. They don't want to lose the supply. We are their main source of supply. So they need to keep us in a bubble where we don't see the real world, where we don't see more healthy parent-child relationships so that we can't figure out that what they do to us is wrong. Um, 
they also want us they want to feel make us feel like we can't survive without them i know that a lot of you have heard the phrase no one knows you as better better than i do you you won't survive without me um that is the reason that i didn't go away from for college that i didn't i went to a college that i could take the subway to because she made me believe that I couldn't survive without her. That I somehow would die. I would get sick and die if she if she wasn't there, right, all the time. I wonder why I have health anxiety issues. Um, and another thing is it just gives us, gives them supply to steer us in the wrong direction. To have control over our lives, but to steer us in the wrong direction. So give us advice that they know is bad for us and watch us fall, watch us fail. That gives them narcissistic supply. They sit back and enjoy that. Okay, so I'm gonna repeat this here because I'm not really sure. Um, They say that you have made it in the um, social media world when you start having trolls and this has been happening. So maybe I made it now. Maybe I'm just that good. Um, nope, I don't believe that in the least. I just think that um, because maybe I've saturated a little bit um, the, the real people who are in my shoes that I'm getting these crazy people. I had someone go on my page last night and hashtag some nasty things about me, about being against, you know, stigma, mental illness stigma, or things to that effect. To that effect. Number one, I would never, ever, ever post anything anti-mental illness or to make it a stigma. I have anxiety. I have severe anxiety and panic disorder. Okay, I have a mental illness, illness, and I know a lot of you do too. I would never do that, okay? That would be going against myself, going against everything I believe in. The problem is narcissists cause mental illness in their, um, you know, their targets. That's what, what happens. Okay, so I am not against mental illness and I would never put a stigma on it. If anything, I encourage that every single one of you get help if you need it, right? As well as I go to therapy. I've been going to therapy for 25 years. Okay, now granted the person who did, who put those nasty hashtags on my comments I went to her, his or her page and noticed that they had a whole bunch of posts and they had turned off the comments. Oh, I wonder who, who might be narcissistic. Um, they claim to be PhD or whatever title they have, but a lot of therapists, and I know you guys know this because you have a mother or a father who's a therapist who's a narcissist. Um, this person clearly is a narcissist because they, they want to dish it out, but they can't take it. All right. So, um, and of course they're going to be offended if they realize for a second that they're a narcissist. And that's what my page is about. Disco- uncovering them. 
So I was attacked. But of course, you know, I just blocked them. That's no, no point. <laughs> okay. So I don't, I don't want, I just want you guys to know that I'm not anti-mental illness or think that that's something that should be hidden. On the contrary, I'm trying to help those of us that have mental illness. And even if you don't, that we're in this situation. All right. All right. Enough of that. And now is a good time to remind you that I'm not a licensed therapist. So if you need a therapist, please search for one that knows about childhood trauma and narcissism in your area. Okay, back to the control issue. Okay, so their control over us can begin in early childhood. Some of you have shared stories with me um, from a very early age, even four or five years old. So what's my, my early story? I have several. I posted one on Instagram just recently, but I'm going to talk about another one. My mother made me lunch every day and took me to a friend's house that was close by. Now that in and of itself doesn't sound terrible, except that everyone ate lunch at school. In each class, I remember it was only two or three kids that maybe went home for lunch because they lived across the street. And this was the early 80s when a lot of the moms were stay-at-home moms. So they would go home for lunch. We lived seven blocks away from my school. Okay. So my mom had a friend, asked a friend. Actually, it was a grandmother of a classmate of mine who lived across the street, if we could go there for lunch every day. So my mom would, t- would constantly talk about the fact that she would walk me to school in the morning, come home. So that's seven, pl- that's 14 blocks there. Then go a few couple hours later, go back. And that's another 14 blocks. And then a couple hours later, go back to pick me up. And that's another 14 blocks. Okay, so what what was her reasoning there? And and to tell you, to be completely honest, I knew, I, I've known throughout this process that that was wrong, but I've just realized what she was doing. She was the saintly mom. She could tell everyone that story. Oh, I go to the school three times a day and we live seven blocks away. Oh my goodness, I remember her telling that over and over and over to anyone who would listen. And I, I don't really remember other people's reactions about it. But boy, do I know her. I remember her telling people how many times a day. Not only that, but she kind of used it against me. Like, look at what I do. I Look at what I'm doing for you. You know? No, you're choosing to do that for me. And you're not doing it for me. You're doing it to get credit, to get supply, to get people to say what a wonderful mother you are. That's why you're doing it. And if any of you have similar experiences, and I know that you do, think about the reasoning. Think about what they would talk about themselves, what they would say to others about themselves while they did that thing that was wrong. Because ultimately, I felt like an outcast, right? Why wasn't I allowed to go to lunch with other kids, right? I always wanted to. And I'm not really sure 
What convinced her to let me start eating lunch in the cafeteria in the third grade? I assume people stopped praising her for doing that and and advising her to let me go. That's the only reason I can think of is that. Um, She also told me that she had asked the doctor because in her mind, the school food wasn't good enough. I don't know if any of that happened though. You know, we know what they tell us, but most of what they say are lies. So we just have to come up with our own reasons, right? And try to figure it out or not. You know, you don't have to figure it out. I'm just telling you what happened with me. Um, So... I suppose that part of the reason that she let me go, you know, go to lunch at school where I didn't have to put my coat on at lunch like every other kid didn't have to. I did because I was going outside and they were just going to the cafeteria. The reason that she she let me go to lunch finally was because it's hard to be a saint when you're actually a narcissist, huh? Think about that for a minute. Okay, so here's another um, tactic that my mother used, and I'm sure yours definitely used. And this is the worst tactic of all because it makes you feel crazy. And it's not gaslighting, believe it or not, although I'm sure there was gaslighting involved. Um, How about using reactive abuse as a way to control what, what you do? If they are against your whatever you're doing, And they use reactive abuse. Let me remind you what that is. Reactive abuse is when they provoke you by saying things to upset you and make you argue. And then they step back and say, oh, I don't understand why she's so violent. I don't understand why she likes to start trouble. Okay, that's reactive abuse good way to get you to do what they want okay my mother started doing this very early on in my life um she did it with a a guy that I met when I was a senior um that I have recently become Facebook friends with him he's married he has two twin boys he's in a good place I love my husband I love my life but I, it's something I just can't get over because we broke up and she did things I still don't know about. And I haven't had the guts to ask him and I don't know if I should. Uh, but anyway, that's beyond the point. Anyway, I really, this was my first real love. I fell in love with that guy. And my mother did not like him because he didn't check any of her, well, she didn't check, I guess, the most important thing or he made me happy and she didn't want me to be happy so there's several reasons that she could have not liked him one I believe he he wasn't the same nationality as me and that was a big no-no but in every other way he was exactly what she would have wanted for me he was Catholic he went to a Catholic school um but he was a different nationality. And I will say this. He was the nationality of the majority of the people that lived in the neighborhood that she moved me to. So um, I don't know how she wanted me not to date a person from this background when that's where uh, that's where I lived. It was people from the background. 
from that background. So uh, that's kind of difficult. So what she did was reactive abuse. And not only did she do it while we were going out, but after we broke up, she kept doing it. There was an incident, but I'm not going to go into it. I'll never get away from this to- from from him um, <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> um, she did the reactive abuse with him. She did it again um, after I got separated from my husband. Um, the guy that I dated right after I got separated... I will, and I've admitted it before, he was a narcissist. I mean, that's where I started to notice what narcissism was. It was because I started to see, you know, he was a typical, you know, wanted to get engaged right away and just a typical narcissistic guy. And then after a few months, you start to see what's really there, who he really was. But my mom didn't really care that he was, she thought he wasn't, um, that he was a narcissist and he was going to hurt me. The reason that she didn't want me with him was because he was also not the same background as me and in her eyes was beneath her, not beneath me, beneath her. So she used reactive abuse so severely at that point in my life that and this is always hard for me to say, but I, I feel like the more I, I say this, the less power it has over me. To the point where I had a nervous breakdown one day and, and called my doctor from my car at my job. I was I, I had to go to my car. I was just crying inconsolably. I didn't even understand why. I was feeling that way. I had no idea. Well, the reason was I was being abused by three people at the same time. So, and it got so bad that I had made a choice. I was going to end it all. But gratefully, logic and reasoning did come into my mind. And I didn't go through with it. My tears and my um, guilt come from the fact that my daughter was three at the time. But I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain and I was so confused. I didn't know what to do. But I didn't do it. And that's what's important. I didn't. And I'm grateful for that. And I think that's an important thing to learn that we can get through anything. We can survive anything. You can survive it too. If you're listening to this just because you just realized that your parent is a narcissist and they've been abusing you and you're learning little by little what they did, you're starting to realize it. Don't feel like you can't get through it because you can. You can get through it. I don't know if you guys are hearing little tiny meows, but um, we've adopted a new kitten. Her name is Roxy, and she's just the most adorable little kitten on the planet. 
<laughs> what can I say? We are in complete love with this little kitten. She's so beautiful and so friendly. Okay, so I've talked about the reactive abuse. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is just when they steer you in the wrong direction just to get what they want and what they want may just be making you unhappy okay they do not want you to be happy they they're jealous if you do something that they know is good for you and you will be happy with that choice um i saw that when i met my current husband my second husband and I could see that in her eyes and, and, and in her, just in her demeanor. And I remember thinking, why is it that I feel like she's jealous of me? Because she was jealous. Because I did something that she would have never done, which was divorced the man that was wrong for me and marry one that was great for me. And she also, I assume, knew that this new person was going to be her demise it wasn't he had nothing to do with it but i'm sure she tells people that it's his fault in part in part okay so what did she how did she use that tactic of steering me the wrong way well one thing was when i was a teacher the last two years my and i've talked about this before my principal was a narcissist um, and she was, uh, she picked on me because of course they, they go after the people that are nice, that have an open heart. I was always smiling. I was happy when, when I started working at that school, but she, uh, crushed me. So I was very unhappy, right? Very quickly was very unhappy at that school and, I kept saying, I just want to quit. And I should have listened to myself. But my mother kept telling me, no, you can't quit. You have summers off with your daughter. Um, the result of what happened is I now have permanent summers and winters and springs and falls off. I don't work. I can't work. My anxiety is too bad. And now I have auto an autoimmune disorder and other health issues cropping up. It's getting harder and harder. So maybe if I had not listened to her and listened to myself, who knows? You know, I can't think about that because that's not what happened. But there's one example. And another one, of course, is I opened up to her about problems I was having with my ex-husband. And she told me that those problems were normal. And when I actually opened up to a friend of mine who was in her early 40s, I was in my I was 30 <laughs> and she was in her early 40s and I asked her, is this normal? And she said, oh my God, no, absolutely not. That's when I started to see, wait a minute, that's not normal. My mother's been telling me it is. She was trying to steer me to stay married in a bad situation. And I did. I stayed married for, I would say, probably two years too long in in as far as when I started to feel like I shouldn't have been in that marriage in the first place was about four years into the uh, six years into the marriage 
But she kept telling me, no, no, that's normal. That's what happens. Um, I'll leave the specifics up to you, although I'm sure you can kind of get a sense of what it might be. Um, but those are different ways that a narcissistic parent can manipulate you and control you. They always use guilt. But what about those things you didn't realize? The reactive abuse? Doing things to make you feel that you don't fit in with the other kids? And then possibly blaming you for it? You know? And how about just giving you bad advice on purpose? Alright guys, you know I've talked about it and I and I and I I feel like I'm defending myself and maybe I shouldn't do that because I don't need to defend myself with you because you guys are all here on my side. But a narcissist knows exactly what they're doing. Okay? They do know what they're doing. They're not going to, they don't lie by mistake. You can't make that mistake unless you're repeating something that someone said to you that you thought was true. A lie is not a mistake. It's not a mental illness. Neither is triangulation. Neither is reactive abuse. These things are well thought out things. And if you don't believe me, I, this is an incident where I know for a fact this is that, you know, something that's very clearly done on purpose. I was having an argument with my mom over the phone. This was as recent as it could be a few years ago. And my father was getting pissed off because he had to defend my mother, right? So he's yelling and I'm listening to him and she was telling him, Lies while I was on the phone about what I was saying. She was telling him wrong, wrong things, things that were the complete opposite made up things that I had not said. And I'm screaming into the phone in, in the hopes that he could hear me tell him the truth, tell him what I actually said. And I'm sure he heard me. But, you know, the enabler, that's a different, you know, it's a different podcast. All right, guys, I hope that you've learned a little bit more about control and how the different ways that they can control us, right? And of course, the more obvious ones are using guilt, right? <laughs> oh, but how? why don't you do this and this and that? And using guilt is no, guilt is wrong, Right? And just fear and obligation. Fuck, fear, obligation, and guilt. So, but these are more underhanded ways to control you. The ones that I talked about today. All right, guys, I love you very much. I hope this was helpful. Um, and I'm going to start working on the, the coaching program. Um, I will also include in the program a... A Zoom call. I, I don't know how often it will be. If it'll, It might be weekly. And we can discuss specific things in, in that weekly Zoom call. Um, so that's my plans. Those are my plans uh, for the future 
for you guys to, to be able to really deep go deeper into this and help you navigate it, okay? I'm not promising you're going to feel 100% cured or better from everything because that takes a long time. But I do want to help you to navigate a lot of things that I didn't know when I was going through it. I want to be able to help you understand and know what's coming and be prepared because that's going to give you a leg up always. All right, guys, I love you. And until next time.